right, we're back here at Conti Forum where the score at the end of two is Boston College 2, Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike McNick with John Leahy and uh, pleased to be joined during the second intermission by Andy Powers, you know, BC alum, BC hockey alum, and uh, doing color on BC radio tonight. And uh, Andy, we're just talking off the air, uh, the type of game that this is tonight. Uh, probably not the kind of game that uh, national TV viewers uh, were looking forward to when seeing BC and Merrimack, especially a couple clubs ranked in the top 20 in the polls and having played some pretty good hockey lately. But, uh, but BC, I think, has done an awful lot of little things right, maybe not score, uh, you know, resulting in the, the number of goals that they would have hoped for. They could be up maybe three or four to nothing or worse in this game, but I still think that, you know, puck possession, they've had the puck a lot, they've been able to generate good scoring chances, playing good defense. When when a guy like Cini's gotten the puck from Merrimack, he hasn't been able to do too much, and, and Demko's made the saves when he's had. Yeah, it hasn't been the, the prettiest game, but I think uh, Coach Dennehy and Coach York will tell you, you, you got to win all sorts of different games, and I think, you know, that you mentioned this game's being broadcast on Nesson as well as TSN in Canada, and it's unfortunate because you'd like to show them a better product, but at the end of the day, these are two you know top teams in hockey East, but nationally, both nationally ranked. And Merrimack, I've been impressed with Merrimack. You know, one of the things that Coach Dennehy, his trademark of the program there has been big bodies, hard work. They're going to grind you through the neutral zone. But I'm really impressed with Cini, the freshman centerman there, and also Hennig. Those two skill guys, you know, younger guys, not the big trees that Merrimack typically has, but very offensive guys, offensively gifted, and a very bright future for them. Yeah, and yet they've been pretty quiet tonight. I mean, BC's been able to hem them in and tie them up more than a lot of other teams have been able to. Quinnipiac couldn't do it last week, for instance, but BC's been able to do it. I have to think that, I mean, that's a focus. You, you, you ask Jerry York, he's not going to talk about focuses, you know, things they're going to do to the other team, but you know that, that they knew that that was a key for them against Merrimack. Well, I think this is a BC team. This is who the BC team is this year, and you and I talked, you know, last year BC had the, the top line in the country, and they are very fortunate, and you knew going into a game that those guys are going to responsible for three or four points. Um, they don't have those guys this year. They've struggled to score goals, so I think they've built a defense-first team. You look at all the BC defensemen, Noah Hannafin, the youngest kid in NCAA hockey this year, um, is going to be the third pick overall, most likely in the NHL draft. Uh, McCaution was a high pick. Uh, Matheson is a high pick, a junior captain for the Eagles. And then Demko's been, in my opinion, one of the best goalies in NCAA hockey this season. So they're, they're a very uh, defense-oriented team this year. They're a defense-first team. They don't want to make mistakes defensively. You saw the breakdown that they had. The power play struggled tremendously. They give up a, a shorthanded breakaway and ultimately a penalty shot on a power play. Um, so they've built their team around defense first, five on five. So shutting these guys down is what they've had to do all season long to be successful. You know, we debated at that point to decline the penalty. Mark Denny did that last Saturday against Quinnipiac. They had a, had a two-to-one lead late in the game, killing a penalty. They got a shorthanded uh, rush up ice and a penalty shot, and they decided to decline it. The penalty shot and take the penalty to even it up. I wondered if they were going to do that in this situation, but maybe, you know, they were ahead in that game, right? Two to one, and it's yeah. late in the game here. They're, they're down one to nothing. They're not playing very well. Maybe you get a goal on a penalty shot and it sparks you. Who knows? Yeah, I think that's a tough I, I would never pass up a penalty shot, but I think. <laughs> of course, you're not. You're a player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I want that penalty shot. But, but I want as a coach. I mean, what, yeah. you know, there's, you can see situations where it might make sense. Absolutely. The gamesmanship, and I. that's funny you bring that up because uh, as I was talking on the air doing it during our broadcast, uh, one of the guys I played hockey with, Mark. 
Marty Hughes was a referee in that game. And he had texted me, he said, Denny declined it last week. So that, that shocked me. I don't think I've ever seen it before. And I made a comment. I said they should accept it because you'd have four on four, and then you'd have a short power play afterwards. Right. And then, you know, kind of jokingly, but I didn't know that they they had declined one last uh, last year last weekend. But there is a little gamesmanship. I mean, you, obviously, you never want to pass up a scoring opportunity like that. But you know, I, I was commenting on Demko. You know, you, you had that five minute goal review. Then by the uh, the penalty shot, and Denny he had some words for the referee. The whole time, Demko didn't move. He just stood at the top of his crease, kind of in his goaltender position. The guy came down on the uh, on the penalty shot, whistled it wide, and went right to the faceoff. Like he was unfazed by the whole thing. And and, and that time it was a one goal game. Uh, was it one goal? Was it one nothing at that time? I yeah. believe it was. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty big mo- uh, turning point in the game. You know, you could have gave up a shorthanded goal, and then it's a tie game. So the Eagles caught a break there. But yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me if Coach Denny had declined it again. I don't think I've ever seen anybody decline back to back weeks. <laughs> you don't often get penalty shots in back to back games, right? So that would have been for the Guinness books. Yeah. Decline penalty <laughs> shots in back to back games. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Demko. Uh, I mean. We've known about him since before he got to BC because uh, before he'd even committed, I think he was only 16. He, he turned 17 the next day or something. He came to Merrimack with the, the U.S. under-18 team and won a game three to one. Stood on his head, was unbelievably impressive, and everybody wondered where's this kid going to go. And uh, sure enough, he, he ends up committing to BC and coming here. But have you seen how, how have you seen him develop over his time here? I mean, he, he's still very young, right? Just turned 19, I think, recently, and so uh, you know, still was able to play in the World Junior Tournament. Uh, uh, you know, his his best hockey you have to think is even still ahead of him as well as he's playing now yeah absolutely you know it's crazy in this day and age that this national program you take a kid from california who's six four and he, you know he's a very athletic kid he's a goaltender and that's all you all these goaltenders are now six four six three i missed that memo where the goaltenders have to be the biggest guy on the ice but demko he's so athletic uh, and he's played on all the biggest stages, you know, whether the, with the junior program and now he's in the national tournament. Uh, last, we're playing against Canada on New Year's Day and uh, with BC here, and we've been very fortunate to have him in the net. But he, he's he's got he's a guy that's unfazed by the stage, uh, and I think as a goaltender you have to have that. You know, he never lets the situation overwhelm him. He's tremendously athletic. He can recover. He's very fortunate to have a strong defensive core in front of him. So he's uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. You see guys like Corey Schneider that came through here. Uh, he's another guy that's drafted by Vancouver. Where Demko is, so it's uh, you know they'll, they'll be fortunate if they can hang on to him for his four years. You know, you talked about uh, the mental makeup, I guess, and it's different these days, right? With the goalies, I mean, it seems like that's uh, what sets the best goalies apart from the other ones because mechanically everybody seems to be so good, right? And athletically, uh, everybody's in such good shape and works so hard off the ice and you know weight training and so on. It, it seems like that's a different. I mean, the days are gone. I'm sure you remember back to your days when the goalie was uh, you know a little off his rocker, right? And, and now it seems like these guys are mentally the strongest guys on the ice. Yeah, not only are they the mentally strongest, but they're the, typically the most athletic. And in and, and my day, usually, and not all of them, obviously certain goalies were athletic, but it was the guy who was the weakest skater that you'd put in net, or you know, the guy who couldn't shoot the puck hard or couldn't handle it, he would got, kind of by def- you know, default, you put him in the net. It seems like these guys are the most athletic guys on the ice, and, and uh, you know, I, I was impressed with the, the Tiernan save on uh, Cangelosi there. The Fitzgerald made a play behind the net where Tiernan's hugging one post, Fitzgerald comes out the other side, makes a play to Cangelosi. Cangelosi almost throws up his arms to celebrate as if he got a goal, and he'd already covered his space and came back. So 
the way that these guys use their edges and how they're able to move around the crease so freely and take up a lot of space is extremely impressive. I don't think I could score at all these days. All right, well, let's talk about, before I let you go, these two teams uh, fighting for position in the standings right now. BC's in, in fourth there, but a chance to move up and trying to solidify position. I mean, everybody wants to buy now in the first round, so you want to finish in that top four, but even the second four is still pretty good, especially if you're a team like Mer Merrimack that was picked by many to finish in the bottom four. If you finish in the middle four, you get home ice in the first round. So where do you see both these teams finishing up at the end? Well, I think the both, I, I mean, I, I, I like both these teams to finish in the top four, and you mentioned hockey East is such a unique animal where top four you get a week off and that's a huge week off to rest and recoup and then take on somebody who had to play the previous week and still at your home rink and I think that's a big swing between finishing fourth and fifth where you got to go play the first week but then the second week you got to go on the road um, so I, I like both these teams to finish in the uh, top four of Hockey East along with BU and Lowell but more importantly I, BC you're looking at the RPI rankings and right now Merrimack's in the NCAA tournament and BC's on the outside looking in so I think these games for BC I know you know playing the Merrimack's they, BC has yet to play Vermont they've yet to play Notre Dame um, they got to play the second game against Lowell still so you know there's a lot of big games coming up for BC so they have a long way to go yeah and this is the first of six out of seven that they have in hockey East play at home other than that I think I think their only uh, away games or games not in this rink the rest of the year are the bean pod and then uh, they've got the, a game that's going to be at Merrimack and then the end of the season they'll end up out at South Bend but uh, other than that they got a lot of home games coming up so that bodes well uh, pretty well for them as well Andy thanks thanks for coming on to join us we certainly appreciate it. enjoy the third period and we'll see you again at Merrimack in a couple weeks thanks for having me there's an Arlington alum on the Merrimack team Justin Mansfield who's a great kid great family Arlington spy ponder so anything I can do for help out Merrimack hockey while he's there I'm more than willing to do yeah, so next year we won't be talking to you I guess unless you replace him with another Arlington guy there you go alright thanks a lot Andy we appreciate it have a good one Andy Powers has been our guest here in the first or second intermission the score BC2 Merrimack nothing back with more after this this is Warrior Hockey